Because we're seeing fans in the stands wearing beards. They've got magic T-shirts on. How much is he deserving of this adulation? Oh, very much. Yeah, very much. Yeah, that was cool when they played the the magic song after the one and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Ryan, Ryan deserves every everything everything he's getting right now. He's playing he's playing great football, so why not? What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. Fitz Magic is sweeping the nation and we thank all of you for getting your Fitz Magic fix right here with us. I am James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, over or under 1,000 fake Fitzgerald beards on the fans in Raymond James Stadium Monday night. Gotta be over. It has to be over, right? Uh, yeah. I imagine there's gonna be someone outside the stadium stadium selling them. Oh yeah, I mean sell those for 10 bucks a piece and people will buy them. But yeah, um, to, to echo the sentiments of Dirk Cutter, Fitzpatrick has absolutely earned all of the uh, praise and, and everything that's going on surrounding him so far this season. Uh, I mean, David, if the season was only two weeks long, the, the Bucks would be in the playoffs. They'd be the one seed. The Fitzpatrick would be the league MVP. It's just, it's insane what's going on in Tampa right now. And we're excited to be talking about it. Uh, on on today's show, we're going to have a couple of reactions to some dirt cutter answers during his post-game press conference or day after game press conference. I always I always say post-game and that's not actually accurate. It's the day after press conference. And then we had a couple of voicemails sent in regarding the, the Fitzpatrick Winston stuff. Uh, and we're going to tackle all of that right here for everyone at Locked on Bucks. So, David, why don't we just go ahead and fire things up and, and hear what Dirk Cutter had to say. People around the country are, are sort of reacquainting themselves with Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, especially in the last 24 hours. But you know him pretty well. What, what's he like for, for sort of casual fans who are now following the Bucks? What's, what's, what's he like? As yeah, he's a, he's a fun guy to be around. Fitz is a fun guy to be around. And, uh, you know, most of your team is in their early 20s and Fitz is is older but he relates to everybody he relates to the young players he relates to the old players he relates to the coaches uh you know he's just got a an easy manner about him uh he's he's witty he's he's you know he's quick to make you laugh he's he's sharp uh yeah he makes he makes everybody feel comfortable and that that's that's just one thing but then he also right now he's backing it up with his play all right, so yeah, that was that was Dirk Cutter talking about kind of the the aura that Ryan Fitzpatrick has around him right now. And you can see it. You can see it in the way that he handled himself in that post-game press conference wearing Deshaun stuff, uh, you know, just staying loose, having fun, you know, rocking those blackout pilot sunglasses and saying, you know, we we got to we got to stay humble. You know, he's just he's having fun with it. And you can see that playing out throughout the team on game days. You can see, as I said on on yesterday's show, you can see how loose they are. You can see how comfortable they are. I think that's what leads to a lot of the debate that we're going to touch on briefly here coming up. But, 
you know, it is. It's it's that, you know, he's the the veteran guy. He's what, 35 years old. So, you know, he has that he has that knowledge. He's been around. Guys can be comfortable coming to him asking questions. There's nothing that he hasn't seen before. And I think a lot of the reservations about Fitz is the fact that he has seen so much and he has been through so much and we haven't seen that consistency that would have kept him as a starting quarterback anywhere that he went. And I know the argument can be made that, well, everywhere that he went and was a starter, he's never had weapons like this. He's never been able to perform in an offense like this with the kinds of weapons that the Buccaneers have around him. But yeah, I'm I'm 100% all in on on the fact that guys are are comfortable, they're loose, they're themselves around Fitz because that's just the kind of guy he is. He's not the the Tom Brady stoic, you know, you know, we're just going to do our job machine. You know, he's out there having fun and the players are responding to that. Oh yeah, he seems to me like he's just one of those guys that can get down to business when it's time to do that. But he, at the same time, he can let his hair down and just be one of the guys. And I think that's important because especially for being an older player, a veteran on the team, there's a, I think there's a fine balance between being serious and wise and then being cocky and arrogant. And because he can balance that seriousness with the ability to have fun, uh, I think the guys in the locker room will respect him a lot more. And, you know, being able to be a guy who can still command the huddle, but at the same time, just be one of the guys is, is incredibly crucial because as a leader, you know, the people that are following him onto the field and in the huddle throughout the plays, they need to be able to understand that uh, he's a guy that they can relate to and, and put their confidence in. Yeah. And, and I'd have to say, you know, the, um, I think the story outside of, of the actual Monday night football game with the Steelers, and I don't know if, if any of our listeners saw, but Deshaun Jackson did an interview with TMZ. And it was it was posted on Monday morning. And he said that he is now going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick stylist. He (laughs) is he is going to keep him, I believe he said, in that Conor McGregor swag. And, you know, here's my question to you, David. How many gold chains should the Buccaneers win? (laughs) Will Ryan Fitzpatrick be rocking in his postgame presser? Um, Three, one for every touchdown pass. Okay. Okay. I like that. And you know what? If there was any place you could go to lay some money on that, it would be our friends over at my bookie, because let me tell you what, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, everyone. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is super easy to use. David and I would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us. And that's why we're urging everyone to make their way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, over-unders on Ryan Fitzpatrick, gold chains worn, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is currently slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. So if you all are willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, my bookie is going to throw you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. You join now, and my bookie will also match your deposit dollar for dollar. So think about that. You deposit $100. They're going to give you 100 more plus a $25 free play. They are literally giving away the business. All you have to do is use promo code locked on 25 to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on L O C K E D 
O-N number two, number five, when creating your account to claim your bonus and your free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you get that free $25 free play. So I don't know about you, but I would definitely wait until after you have eaten dinner before you make that initial deposit. And again, all you have to do is enter in the promo code locked on 25. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, David, you and I have been dreading this, but it, it, it has to happen. We have to get into the conversation of Fitzpatrick versus Winston. Who's going to start the quote unquote budding quarterback controversy. And Cutter had a few things to say about that on Monday when he spoke with the media. The right to continue playing even after James. Yeah, I'm not, I won't be the one getting into that because, you know, we'll worry about that when the time comes right now, you know, we're going to right after, right after I get out of here, we're going to, we're going to start working on Pittsburgh, and that's all that matters right now. You know, everything, everything else is in the future because it could all change just like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, David, it's it's typical coach speak. Yeah, he's not going to mm-hmm. commit to anything. He's not going to – he's not going to show his hand. That's what it boils down to. He's not going to show his hand. The Bucks are riding high with Fitzpatrick right now. They are on fire. Here you go. We're going to we're going to throw out a couple numbers. Are you ready for this? All right. And I'm I'm basically making the case against myself because I am in the you need to start Winston camp. Ryan Fitzpatrick has 800 or yeah, 819 yards tops in the NFL. 8 touchdowns, second behind Patrick Mahomes. He has a 78.7% completion percentage. That's good for third in the NFL. And he has 13.4 yard average, which is good for number one in the NFL. The weapons that he's throwing to Deshaun Jackson, number one in the NFL in receiving with 275 yards and three touchdowns. Mike Evans, number nine in the NFL in receiving with 230 yards and two touchdowns. OJ Howard, third in the NFL among tight ends with 150 yards. And before we before we go any further, quick shout out, Jordan. You can't berate me on a voicemail because we were both right. I was right about the targets. The tight ends did co- collectively did not get those six targets, but you had that stat line almost to a T. So shout out to you, brother man. So we're we're both going to chalk that one up as a win. And and Deshaun Jackson, something that you wrote about over at BucksNation.com. I encourage everyone to go check it out if they did not see Deshaun Jackson's appearance on Total Access on the NFL Network. Even if you did see it, go check out David's article anyway and watch the interview again because I don't know who the host of that show is. But when he walked out dressed up as Ryan Fitzpatrick, I about lost it. Um, you got to ride the hot hand. And that's exactly what the Bucks are going to do. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick could go out there on Monday night and he could throw for 179 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions, and the Bucks could get completely waxed. Or he could go out there and throw for over 400 yards for the third consecutive week, and the Bucks could be staring 3-0 and right in the face before they head to Chicago. You know, the way he's playing right now, the way the offense is clicking, I understand the desire and the motivation and the thought process behind leaving him under center. 
and and something that I, I can't remember if I told you off air, David, or if I said it on on yesterday's show. Everything's kind of a blur right now. But but something that my dad had texted to me uh, because he and I keep going back and forth on this. He goes, yeah, there's something special happening with this team, something that we haven't seen in a really long time. And you don't want to do anything to disrupt that. And like it or not, and he's right, bringing Winston in could disrupt that. So, I mean, it's a it's a fine line. You got to worry about, you have to worry about this season with the way Fitzpatrick is playing, but you have to worry about the future with Jameis Winston, who already has the option picked up. You know, he's going to be the starter for this franchise moving forward, but I don't know. Is Winston the kind of guy that's going to look at this and say, you know what? I was the starter. Yes, I made a mistake. Allegedly, I was suspended. I I lost my starting job. I'm going to play this this last year. I'm going to play this option year with you guys. Then I'm hitting free agency because you guys didn't have enough trust to put me back out on the field and continue doing what what Fitz had started. So I don't know. It's it's a fine line, and I do not envy the decision makers inside inside the front offices in Tampa Bay. Right. So are you for or against starting? I don't know. I know you said you're on the Winston side, but everything you said seems to support the Fitzpatrick side. I'm I'm of the belief that Ryan Fitzpatrick should start week four against the Bears. Give Jameis Winston that short week to get back to practice. You give him the bye week to practice. Then week six, when they play the Atlanta Falcons, Jameis Winston is the man under center. That's what I that's what I think they should do. But I understand if that's not the route they go, if Ryan Fitzpatrick continues playing at this level. Right. So from looking around on Twitter, and this is kind of what I wrote on Bucks Nation, it seems to me that no matter what decision the Buccaneers make, they're going to disappoint about half of their fan base. The two voice, because the two voicemails we have coming up uh, in a little bit, both came in before the Eagles game. But we decided to wait and see what happened in the Eagles game before we even started talking about this. Because had Fitzpatrick gone out against Philly and laid a goose egg, this isn't even a conversation. Yeah, this this episode is completely different. Right. So that's the reason we held them until after the Philly game. Um, because we wanted to see what happened with the Eagles. And now that we've seen what happened with the Eagles, now it's a conversation. Um, and it's obviously a conversation. And I understand Coach Cutter's annoyance with the question. But he had to have known it was coming. And I feel like he had his response loaded, which is, which is fine. And it's a smart response because coach cutter is hundred percent, right? Everything can change at the snap of a finger. And quite literally, if Ryan Fitzpatrick breaks the index finger on his throwing hand, everything just changed. And again, this quite, this, this conversation is not being had anymore because you're not going to start Ryan Griffin over James Winston. That's just not going to happen. But for the sake of argument, here's my position on it. As long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is winning you games and not losing your games, you have to keep riding with him. And that's my own personal belief. Now, I think the smartest way for the Buccaneers to handle it is pretty much exactly what you just said, is let Ryan Fitzpatrick start all the way up to the bye and then immediately into your bye announce that Jameis Winston will start on the other end of the bye because it gives you a week of, I guess, buffer space a little bit for people to react and for the reaction to kind of calm down a little bit before you come back and you start getting ready for that next game. And then you can get back to football and get back to business a little bit more than you would if you're making that change right in the middle of your preparation for the next game. I think that's the smartest way for the Buccaneers to handle it. But 
I'll tell you right now, if Fitzpatrick somehow, if he puts up even 250 and two touchdowns against the Steelers and the Bears consecutively, that's a really hard decision to make. You know, I mean, how how do you, how can you pull a guy like that? And you're putting, you talk about the franchise future, right? As long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing well, you're putting Jameis Winston an almost unwinnable situation if you pull Fitzpatrick and put him in. Because if he comes in and plays well, the conversation is going to be had of, is it Jameis Winston playing well or is it the system? Because we're already having that conversation about Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Gil actually wrote about that very thing earlier on BucksNation.com about that same topic. So if Jameis comes in and plays well, then it doesn't really boost Jameis Winston or the team because you already had a quarterback playing well. But now your franchise quarterback is being doubted a little bit potentially because everybody's going to look at the system and say that the system is the reason he's playing well. However, if he comes in and doesn't play well, now you're really talking about compromising the future of your franchise because you pulled a quarterback that was doing well. Granted, there was speculation that it was more system than it was player, but now this new player, this franchise quarterback who should be better, comes into the same system and actually struggles. And now as a franchise, what do you do? Because now you've got your young franchise quarterback struggling in the same system that a veteran quarterback played well in who you pulled to play your younger star. So now do you pull Jameis Winston again? Well, not again because he's not he's suspended right now, right? But do you pull him and put Ryan Fitzpatrick back in there? Because imagine the damage that's going to do to the future of the franchise as far as it relates to Jameis Winston. And when you look at the risk risk versus reward, right? If you've already got an offense that's humming with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you bring in Jameis Winston and it stays humming, okay, you've, you've basically broken even, right? But for your future, you can move on knowing that you have a quarterback that can run the system. But the risk involved in doing that is if Jameis Winston comes in and doesn't do well, you've now put the entire franchise future in jeopardy when you really didn't need to because you had Ryan Fitzpatrick and he was doing well. And when you talk about the media and the fan base and how it relates to the team, you've got a fan base and some people in the media who have already had to spend their entire offseason and preseason defending Jameis Winston. Well, if you make this move without kind of the necessity of making the move, then you're putting those fans again in a situation and the media in a situation where they're either going to report the truth, which is Jameis Winston came into the system and did poorly while Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing well. And now you're asking your fans to stick behind a quarterback who now has off the field issues, had some on the field issues prior to this, came into a system that was working well without him, and then actually made it worse. And I don't think, I don't know if this fan base is going to be willing to really jump on that ship. Um, we have to remember, too, that barring injury, that fifth year is not guaranteed until the beginning of the next league year. So so the Buccaneers are not actually really tied down to Jameis Winston as it stands right now. But so that's kind of that's kind of where, you know, the waters that there's swimming in right now. And so my opinion is if Ryan Fitzpatrick is still doing well, then you keep him in there. And it's it kind of reminds me of the Case Keenum deal in Minnesota last year. I remember watching several broadcasts of Vikings Vikings games where the television team was talking about how essentially Case Keenum was in a situation where it could be one interception away from him being benched uh, in favor of another quarterback. It's just for Case Keenum, that interception never came. And then he got him into the playoffs. And uh, once you get to the playoffs, you're going to you're gonna dance with the partner that got you there. So that's that's pretty much going to be out of the question, I think, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can keep this whole thing going long enough and the Bucks keep him in long enough to get to the postseason. 
like I said, what I think the smartest route to do and what I what I think they should do are two totally different things. But I definitely have the mindset of, I mean, this is the National Football League, and unless there's some language in Jameis Winston's contract that we're unaware of that says he has to start the games if he's healthy and active, nobody owes him anything uh, or, or anybody anything as far as I'm concerned. And as far as Jameis Winston is concerned, he's really not in a position to get angry at, at this moment, right? He really doesn't have a choice other than to be supportive because there's there's nothing worse in, in the National Football League than a quarterback who is only out for himself. And I, and I know that there are quarterbacks who are only out for themselves. I got that. But there's a difference between being that way and making it public, right? And if his offense is doing well and his team is winning, but he's not starting, so he starts to throw you know tantrums or make comments to the media or sulk around on the sideline or whatever it is, he's only going to hurt himself. He's not going to hurt the team. He's going to hurt himself because his team already believes in Ryan Fitzpatrick as it stands right now. And if this happens and James comes back and is not on board, his teammates are going to see that. And that's not what a leader is going to do. And I kind of look at it as, you know, the closer you play to the football, the more team oriented you have to be. And nobody outside, maybe the center touches the ball more than a quarterback does in the National Football League. And you look around, right? I mean, safeties and wide receivers all the time are, are being selfish and are kind of throwing tantrums or, you know, uh, making disparaging remarks to the media. And they get away with it, you know, as long as they don't go overboard for the most part. But quarterbacks aren't, aren't like that. And quarterbacks are expected to conduct themselves differently. And when you're Jameis Winston, it's, it's bad enough to be a selfish quarterback, but then to be a selfish quarterback with off-the-field issues is even worse. And perhaps the only thing even worse than that is to be a quarterback, a selfish quarterback who has off-the-field issues, and then you also have some on-the-field issues. Because let's not forget, I mean, there was still a lot of conversation about Jameis before the suspension and everything leading into the season about his ball protection and ability to make smart plays and and not take unnecessary risks. Risks. So if he goes out in this situation and the Buccaneers decide to keep Fitzpatrick in the starting seat and he decides to lash out through the media or on Twitter or whatever, he's just going to hurt himself. And maybe he does, you know, spend his last season on, on the on the uh, the fifth year option and decide to leave. But there's not going to be a lot of NFL teams lining up to take a quarterback like that. And I believe he would get a second chance if it came down to that because, I mean, RG3 was was in camp on a roster, you know, this preseason. So Jameis would get picked up by someone, maybe New England, I don't know. It's not going to be the type of deal or the type of situation that he would have in Tampa if he were to play the good teammate, be a leader in the locker room, and go along with whatever is best for the team and then bide his time until you know next season if that's what it came down to. Or if Ryan Fitzpatrick started to struggle, then take advantage of the opportunity to get back in there when that time comes. Uh, so that's that's pretty much my stance on it. You know what the best thing Winston could do? Now that, now that you kind of brought that up and you put a thought in my head, the best thing that Winston could do if, if Fitzpatrick is named the starter – once Winston returns, what what would you what would you venture to guess that would be for Winston to do? Yeah, uh, be quiet. Yeah, because he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to address the media. You know, I mean, outside happen. the initial, yeah, outside the initial news, of course, he's gonna have to do the Tony Romo thing, right? But after that, I mean, I'm I I'm talking after the announcement when Winston has to address the media. What is the best thing he can do? Uh, I don't know, grow a beard. You're, I'm lost. You're close. You are so I'm close. close. <laughs> Best thing Winston can do, and I'm dead serious. I am dead serious uh-huh. about this. 
is he can walk out to that podium wearing one of those fake Fitz beards uh, and yeah, saying yeah. he is all in. Because at the end of the day, what is best for the team right now in this moment is Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's going to do everything he can to be there for Fitz and to help him out to help this team win. That is absolutely 100% from a team standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from a PR standpoint, the absolute best thing Winston can do is embrace all of the stuff going on with the fans, within the building, with the beard, and all of it. Winston can win back people doing exactly that. No, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I, and I think you have a point. I mean, as long as Jameis handles this whole situation from a, a very mature and professional viewpoint, he's going to be fine because Ryan Fitzpatrick can't be the future of the franchise. He's he's turning 36 this season, so it's just there's no feasible way that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the future of this franchise at the quarterback position. So that can still be Jameis Winston as long as he basically doesn't implode on himself if the decision is made to keep rolling with Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And for the record, I do believe that James Winston wants what's best for the team. I just think that he most likely thinks that he's what's best for the team. But it's not So it's not like uh, I want to go out there and lead the team and, and be the quarterback because that's what I want as an individual. It's I want to be on the field leading the team because I believe I'm the best chance we have at winning, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And David, real quick before we get over the over to the uh, the voicemails, there, there's just a couple of things that I want to point out. Uh, the first, really, a lot of of what you were talking about and kind of this whole conversation in general. Evan Winner over at BucksNation.com did a phenomenal job of writing up what the what the Bucks are going through right now. Uh, it's a it's a column entitled "Bucks Still Can't Overcome Winston's Debacle." Um, it's, it's very well thought out, very well written. I highly recommend you check that out because it really does. It it hits on a lot of these points of this is a no win situation, no matter how you slice it. Um, and kind of the impact that the media is having the impact that the fans are having and really encapsulates this entire situation. So I highly recommend you check out Evan's work. Of course, you've heard him on the podcast before. If you've been listening for a while, um, he's, he's done a show with us and he'll be back. Uh, Evan's going to be on the, the Steelers recap episode with you. Is he not? Yep. Evan and Alex will both be on with me uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning, whenever the okay. game ends. Yep. So a week from today, the show will be you, Alex, and Evan. Uh, that's just I, I. I'll have too much to do that night, especially with having to get up in in the morning for work. I can't. I can't squeeze the podcast into. So I'll be sorry to miss it. But uh, excited to hear Alex and Evan back on there. And, and David, you're you're a father. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a father. Mm-hmm. Have you seen how much it costs for for kids' clothing? It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, why why do we why do we go out and we spend this? absorbent amount of money on new kids clothes when they're just going to grow out of them in a few months anyway. And for that matter, David, why do you and I spend a bunch of money on name brand clothes for ourselves? I think it'd be great if there was a a place where we could go and we could get awesome discounts on barely used stuff. And thanks to our friends over at swap.com, you can do exactly that. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through all of the clearance racks and trying to find, you know, exactly what you want and, and the price point that you're looking for. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on swap.com with ease and 
you use filters to find exactly what you're looking for. There's over 14 million tons of textiles and that are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. And with swap.com, you can save up to 90% off the retail price of your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap, you name it. They got it. They are quality hand-specced items are added daily. And if something doesn't fit, you have 30 days to return it hassle-free. Special offer to Locked On Bucks listeners. You get 35% off select items with your first order by using the promo code Locked On. So look, look, you're already saving over 90% on the retail price, and then they're going to give you another 35% off. Are you kidding me? David, how many sponsors are we going to have that are just giving their company away? All, all, yeah, all of them. All of them are giving the company away. It's ridiculous. Again, all you have to do is go to swap.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll find new deals every single day. Constant new inventory coming through at swap.com. Big shout out to them. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. We are excited to be partnered up with you. David, why don't we go ahead and uh, we'll hit these these voicemails real quick, and then we will call it a night or a day. Depends on when you're listening. Thanks, James. Thanks, David, for uh, taking my previous call. This is Alexander uh, Bucks fan from the Bay Area, San Jose, California. I'm uh, going to keep my question short this time. I just wanted to know if uh, Fitzmagic goes 2-1 and one or 3-0 and zero before the uh, bye week and then the game against the Bears, uh, do you think he is the starting quarterback? And if that is the case, how does that change our draft? Do we try to draft the quarterback next year? or Fitzmagic to mentor, or kind of how do you see that situation going? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Go Bucks. What's going on, guys? This is Tyler from Boston. I'm uh, calling about Fitzmagic. Um, of course, we're still coming off a bit of the high from New Orleans. Got Philly, and then uh, he's got another week after that. I wanted to know your guys' opinion. If, of course, he had a near-perfect pass rating against New Orleans, and I don't think anybody expects that uh, in the you know, two weeks more. However, if he does put up pretty solid performances, I think that we all expect our offense to kind of roll. Um, do you think that it makes Jameis and Winston uh, sweat a little bit for his job? I mean, I understand Jameis Winston's kind of the face of the franchise. I don't think his job should be guaranteed, though. I mean, you do, you know, if you play dumb games, you win stupid prizes. Uh, do you think that, um, his job isn't a guaranteed thing, and and if so, uh, what what happens after that? Just want to know your guys' opinion on that. Uh, love the show. Thanks. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for sending in your voicemails. We really appreciate it, and congratulations. You're entered in to win that autographed Quan Alexander jersey. Um, David, really quick, the only thing that I'm going to touch on is it's way too early to be worried about the draft. Wait, I'm not. I'm not that's the last thing I'm thinking about right now. Winston's locked up for his the the fifth year option was already picked up. They don't need to worry about quarterback. We don't need to be worrying about the draft. It's it, we're heading into week three of the NFL season with a two and O football team. Not worried about the NFL draft. Yeah, I think anybody outside of Buffalo can probably wait a little bit on their draft predictions. Yikes! Shots fired. <laughs> Who gets who gets a win first, the the Lions or the uh, the Bills? The Lions. Oof, I don't know, man. That's coin flip. Somebody will, somebody will stumble into a loss against them. 
you know what? You bet on on the Lions on my bookie. I'll bet on the Bills on my bookie, and we'll see who makes money first. All right, David, anything else before we get out of here? I know we've run a little long, and honestly, we probably could have turned this into a two-hour show constantly talking about this Fitzpatrick and Winston situation, but it, you know, we're, yeah. we're up against the clock. You got anything else before we get out of here? No, I think we're, we're good for now. We'll, we'll probably readdress this uh, next week again. Oh, yeah. And, of course, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow as we do our crossover Wednesdays, and I will be joined by the host of Locked On Steelers to preview the Monday night game. But until then, make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are sending in your voicemails at 813-444-5841. If you hear your voice on the air, you are entered in to win the autographed Quan Alexander jersey. We do have some voicemails in the queue that we will get to. So if you haven't heard your voice yet, send in more, but All hope is not lost. We may still get to yours in an upcoming show. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at Locked on Fitzmagic. We can do better. I mean, we have we have room to improve. So, um, yeah, let's let's enjoy it and work on getting better. Get ready for Pittsburgh.